Hi there, this is Jim. And Ralph. And this is Psychology Takeaway. We look at uh, uh, concepts in psychology that can be applied to our daily life. And Ralph, remember in our last uh, podcast, we were talking about self-improvement. And with the new year coming on, a lot of people will be making the dreaded, (laughs) anticipated New Year's resolutions which often last for a couple of weeks at the most, you know, and often engender uh, feelings of guilt when we can't uh, uh, succeed at keeping our, our resolutions. But uh, in our last podcast, you were talking about a strategy that will help us to make um, uh, significant and long-term behavior changes. And do you want to just briefly uh, mention what we talked about in our last session, and then I think you had some other ones that you were going to unpack. Yeah, we last week we talked about uh, establishing a rhythm in your life, and by that I mean uh, try and set up your life so that uh, your hours of doing things are not random, uh, your uh, bedtime is uh, approximately the same time every day. The time you get up is about the same. Uh, we talked about eating the frog or doing the difficult things first. And a lot of times, you know, you face something uh, through the tasks of the day and you just say to yourself, I, I'm really hating the idea of doing that. That's the thing you should do first. Get it out of the way, and the rest of your day will go much smoother. And that goes to our third thing, which is practice prioritization. So, you know, if uh, if your mortgage is due on the second of the month or your rent, try and pay it on the first so you can say, that's out of the way, and now I can go on to the next thing. Yeah, don't pay it three days late, right? Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. And for this week, you know, one of the things that we often hear uh, about and from people who are living busy lives, you often hear them say, oh, I just don't have enough time in the day. And I have heard that, yes. In fact, I might have said that. You know, uh, one of the things that generally that means is that you should try and stop complaining about not having enough time and get yourself into some kind of time management uh, program or situation or program your phone to give you reminders. And, you know, that doesn't mean that you have to schedule every moment of your day and uh, some of the you know physical fitness programs for example they will say uh, something like uh, do three sets of 25 sit-ups and then at the end of that they'll say uh, now you've uh, you've expended uh, 600 calories and it's time for a 10-minute break and drink some water or something like that. You know, so you have, to, you have to be reasonable about having self-scheduled and schedule breaks and schedule time to be creative. Yeah, okay. I can understand that. So 
if you if you don't anticipate it, if you don't schedule it, chances are awfully good that it's not going to happen, right? Right. Okay. And you know. Uh, now this, Ralph, that sounds kind of rigid. You know, like I'm a I'm one of these uh, free floating uh, uh, kind of uh, do it on the uh, uh, spur of the moment. Uh, you know, I don't like my schedule to be scheduled. Uh, hey, if I want to keep my resolutions, I want to change my behavior. That's a behavior I should probably start thinking about. Cha- uh, no, <laughs> start changing yeah. right now, right? Right, and. You know, uh, one of the things that we talk about in terms of New Year's resolutions is how difficult they are to keep, and that's often because people uh, will say things like, um, starting on January the 1st, I'm going to uh, quit smoking completely. Well, uh, you know, the thing is, if you're a three-pack-a-day smoker... uh, (laughs) Probably quitting completely day one is not a good strategy, and you might have to say, okay, how can I do this? I'm going to join a group. I'm going to get some support. I'm going to tell my friends that I want to quit smoking, that I'm going to cut down. Uh, you know, And if you can get to, to the point where uh, you're cut down to five cigarettes a day, uh, it's a lot easier to say, no, I'm going to quit cold turkey than it was when you're smoking 60 cigarettes a day. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's true. <laughs> suppose you were really going to be a reformer and you were going to stop smoking, stop drinking, and uh, uh, lose uh, 35 pounds. You're really putting yourself into a no-win situation, aren't you? Yeah, uh, and as soon as you say, uh, over the next 10 days, I'm going to lose 15 pounds. Um, you might do that. Yeah. But then uh, at the end of the, uh, you know, period of time when you've said, okay, at the end of 10 days, I'm going to lose 15 pounds, what do you do? You go out and get the extra large bag of chips <laughs> and four liters of uh, high-calorie soda, and you say, uh, now, now I can reward myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. I, I've uh, I've seen that one before, no question. Okay. So, so the, the other what thing else do we have know, here for, for for strategies? Well, one of the strategies can be gradualism. You you try to say, uh, okay, I'm I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make some progress on this one over the next month. Okay. I'm going to try and cut down in doing X. I'm going to try and get uh, more of, let's say, exercise or fresh air or going out uh, into the woods and, uh, you know, taking a, taking a nature break for half a day. Um now, Ralph, but we've talked about this say, before. If we say, we're, I'm going to try, doesn't that almost automatically mean I'm not going to do it? Well, yes, it can It can mean that, but it doesn't have to because okay. what you have to do is say, uh, okay, in in my schedule, so we're back to the schedule of our time, I'm going yeah. to build in... Um, 
It doesn't have to be an hour. It could be I'm going to build in uh, 20 minutes to walk around the block. Okay. And so you get to the point where you say, okay, it's 5 o'clock before supper. I'm going to walk around the block. And you do it. And you don't say, I'm going to try to do it. You say, it's on the schedule. And, you know, that's what I have to do. Okay. Well, that brings us to the next thing, Jim. And that is, you were talking about, you know, being one of those lazy, fair uh, people who say, oh, I don't like to have rules and I don't like to have schedules. I'm kind of a free-floating free uh, sort of person. And, right. You know, uh, the thing is, you have, to, you have to live by your own rules. Now, one of okay. the things that, that implies is that you have rules, Right. You live by them, and you only bend or at least don't break them. So, you know, what happens if you don't walk around the block uh, one day? Probably not very much, except then you have to really make it a point to say uh, the rules are, uh, and I set them, so I don't have to feel that I'm marching to somebody's orders. Yeah. But I walk around the block at five o'clock. So I didn't do that today, but it was a busy day and, 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 uh, so tomorrow I've got to do that. Right. Right. So be, don't be rigid and be willing to cut yourself some slack and don't accept, uh, the, the fact that, you might have missed it. Don't accept, well, I've missed it once. I might as well just blow it right off, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and that's, uh, and, you know, we talked about this uh, the other day when we were talking that um, making a habit of something uh, takes a lot longer than the uh, 10 to 15 days that we're likely to uh to follow our New Year's resolution. So yeah, right. you have to say, uh, going into this, I'm in this for the long haul. And at some point, I'll find that uh, when I open my daytime or I look at the schedule on my phone, uh, however you keep it, um, it's easy. It's just what I do. I get up in the morning and, uh, you know, I... I do my wash them up, and I, if you exercise in the morning, I do my exercises, and uh, I come downstairs and look and have a coffee or whatever and look at my schedule, and I say, okay, I know what, what's coming today. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I know for my, my work schedule, you know, I work two days a week, and, uh, and when I consult my work schedule, hey, I know pretty well what I'm going to be doing for the next three or four or five or six hours, you know, and as opposed to uh, uh, trying to make it up as uh, I go along. So there's a certain freedom, actually, in being able to 
scheduled yourself, which is kind of an ironic statement. Yeah. Now, one of the other things, Jim, and we haven't really talked about this in in this little uh, list of of six or seven things to do to improve your life, uh, and and I'm now going to maybe talk about what I see as the the overarching uh, sort of principle here that uh, really decides what you're going to be. And that is all of us have some sort of idealized self. And if we haven't, it's probably because we have not stopped to think about who I am now and who I want to become. That's a good point, Ralph. A lot of the clients that I see are not future oriented. They, you know, here's what I am now, and here is how I got to where I am now. And I say, well, you know, can you make a plan for the future? No, I want to talk about, you know, how I got to be the mess I am right now. And there's that's valid, but you know, a lot of them just are almost chronically unable to see past the current situation. So I'm glad you made that point. Yeah, and so what we have to do is say, okay, who am I now, which is very important. How did I get here? Uh, so that involves uh, some of the things that uh, your wife is doing with her story therapy uh, uh, clientele. And, right. you know, putting out a narrative of who you are and how you got here. But then the other thing that is very important is to say, now, who do I want to be? What's my idealized self? And, you know, that can happen to you whether you're 16 or 60 or 160. You still can work toward being your ideal self. Yeah, and you don't have to uh, identify um uh, Elon Musk as your ideal self, or or um, oh that guy from Microsoft, Bill Gates. You can say, I want to be compassionate. I want to be kind. I want to uh, give love and receive love. For example, right? Yeah, and you know those all have nothing to do with being a financial success. I mean, uh, being rich is better than being poor by a long shot. And trust me, I've been rich and I've been poor. So, you know, we, uh, we know that. But the thing is, that's not, that's not a good measure of our only success. Right. I, I totally agree with you, Ralph. And so, you know, we say, okay, who, who's our ideal self? Well, we, we form some ideas and we move toward them. Now, the Mm -hmm. other thing uh, we have to think about is challenging ourselves every day. So one of the things that is that's deeply embedded in is the idea that I think from what you said, Jim, uh, a lot of your clients take issue with, and that is the balancing of social convention. 
Yeah, unpack that a little bit more for me. Um, okay, so I'm not, I'm not sure I said anything quite that wise, but go ahead. Well, uh, so we say, uh, well, social convention says that uh, by 25, uh, you're married or uh, you're dating you somebody. Yeah. And so we have to say, yeah, I know the social conventions. I know, for example, that I'm not supposed to stand up in a meeting uh, of, uh, let's say, the city council and uh, tell uh, the members of the council to go doodle in their hats. Um, (laughs) I know that. Yes. But maybe... Uh, there's a time when I have to say, okay, I understand the rules. I can play by the rules, but I can also bend the rules a little bit uh, in strategic ways uh, to create creative change. Okay. Now... For example, uh, in that, um, we look at, uh, oh, current politics, and we say, okay, America right now is divided between uh, the X and the Y. Right. Well, one of the ways that we can creatively change that is figure out how to help people not to talk past each other, but to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good so, point. you know, the conventional rules say, I'm on X side, and that's all I'm going to listen to. Well, no. Uh, you know, uh, one of the things that uh, we have to assume in every conversation we have with people is, that the other person knows something you don't. Right. Good point. And it's our job to find out what that is. Mm-hmm. I got you. Okay. Do you have, in conclusion, any other uh, uh, helpful hints? Well, I would say maybe, maybe this. Uh, maybe two things. One is... Take responsibility for what you've done or what you haven't done. It is not always the other guy's fault or society's fault or, uh, you know, um, there, there was a, uh, there was a thing that, uh, I thought of a, a while ago, um, about, uh, guy who wrote on uh, a washroom wall in our community here, uh, and he wrote, uh, my mother made me a thief. And underneath it in a different hand, somebody had written, if I get her the wool, will she make me one too? (laughs) I've heard that one before, yep. (laughs) Good point. 
Okay, so, so some rules to live by. You know, Get some organization you know, in your life and stick with it, okay? And don't blame yourself or other people if uh, you uh, miss occasionally, right? Right. And the the last thing is uh, don't betray your values and your conscience. So one one of the one of the things that we have to think about and a lot of people you know who are not uh self uh, examination uh type people don't necessarily uh spend a lot of time thinking about what are my values. Mhm. But it's important to do that. You know, what's Good. important to you? Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. then... If you're going to change having, for somebody else, that doesn't seem to work very well, does it? No. Okay. But if you know what your values are and, and what's important to yourself, then you can say, okay, so I I set my conscience to say, uh, well, for example, the environment is important to me. Right. Well, is it the most important thing? Is it right up there? Is it uh, somewhere in the value system? I don't know. That depends on everybody individually making those choices. Mm-hmm. Okay. But once you make them, then you have to say, okay, so... Uh, if we have uh, if we have uh, a need for lithium for lithium-ion batteries for our new electric vehicles, and uh, the lithium is being extracted in Africa by slave labor, uh, do I value the environment more than I value the uh, slave labor? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And so. So you say, well, you know, yeah, I do. Well, that, that's one of your values. Somebody else might say, no, we can uh, we can stand a, a little uh, pollution from gas vehicles, uh, which, by the way, are, are putting out less pollutants than they did 40 years <laughs> yeah, ago. Yeah, right. Uh, and at the reduction of slave labor. So, you know, it's an individual saw but it's important that you don't betray your values. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I think you've given our listeners some important things to uh, consider as they go ahead with their uh, plans for uh, the New Year's Eve and New Year's resolutions. And, uh, uh, hey, we'll be back, I guess, before Christmas. Certainly, we'll be back before New Year's, and uh, we'll uh, maybe pursue this. Or, you know, Ralph, I was reading something interesting the other day. Have you ever heard anything about the Junior Republic? Ha ha, you probably haven't. Actually, you'd have because you sent me something on it. But I bet a lot of our listeners have not heard much about the Junior Republic. So we're going to do a, a little series on the Junior Republic. Yeah, I think we should, Jim, because it's a very interesting, uh, let's call it a a social experiment or a social phenomenon. And I think when our listeners hear more about it, some of them might be tempted to be saying, we should be doing that now. Yeah. 
Okay. So, until the next time, this is Jim. And Ralph. Saying goodbye and keep your stick on the ice. Because we're all in this. We're all in this together. Together.